0: Live from Hollywood, California, it's the Rick Savage Show.
1: It is the Rick Savage Show. I'm your host, Rick Savage. Thanks for listening to the podcast. So many things happening on the podcast this evening. We've got an update on a previous Savage of the Week. We have a new segment. All dumb Questions, Smart Answers with a very special guest I'm excited to talk to. There's other things happening too. Most notably, something that just happened LeBron James is now coming to Los Angeles. LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, <laughs> LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron James, The greatest LeBron vine James. of all time. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. And then when this happens, there's two thi- No one can just be like, cool, LeBron is coming. There's the hardcore Laker fans that are like ecstatic. Logic the rapper posted a clip of some of his like crew members, as in like guys that help him tour, not like his B-boy crew. Uh, not his gang, not the Logic gang. He uh he posted a video of some of his, his crew members just like freaking out and like jumping around and hugging each other. And that's cool, but a bit extreme because you're grown men. And then the flip side is everyone that's already hating that LeBron is coming. So like it's the band, you know, people saying, oh, now you're just on the bandwagon and you weren't a, a real Laker fan the past couple of years when they sucked. But now you're a Laker fan again because LeBron is here. Guys, we live in Los Angeles. There's a lot going on. The reason Los Angeles isn't a great sports town is because there's a lot of shit to do. The reason Green Bay, Wisconsin has very passionate Packers fans. It's hard to say that without popping my pee. The reason the Packers fans are so hardcore and wear cheese on their heads is because there's nothing happening in Green Bay. Yeah, The Cleveland Cavaliers were really excited because they live in the mistake by the lake. Oh, boom, boom, boom. Shots fired. So, yeah, dude, people are going to be, quote, unquote, bandwagon fans when the team in Los Angeles is winning. Yeah, the football teams, if they're not great, no one's going to care. I guarantee if the Rams, like, go deep into the playoffs this year, the town will be excited. It's a town of winners, baby. Haven't you watched Entourage? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Did you see the viral quote unquote photo of of Jeffrey from Toys R Us going around the internet? This is this was kind of sad. Toys R Us closed officially, and the last post on their social channels was uh Jeffrey, their you know, the mascot. I almost said dinosaur. <laughs> uh he's a giraffe, right? Yeah, so uh, he was holding like a little suitcase and said like, I guess all the kids grew up and everyone was like posting it on social media and it was so sad. Yo, when was the last time you went to a Toys R Us? Actually, I'm a pretty good Toys R Us customer. I go once a year, usually on December 23rd, 24th, and you get a couple, it's easy, right? You get a couple uh, board games to play with the family and you get a gift for so-and-so who has a baby now. Which, by the way, all my friends have babies. Oh my god, this is insane. And that's kind of it. Everything else you buy on Amazon. So yeah, Toys R Us was going to go out of business. My nostalgia for Toys R Us is tied to a specific location, a specific moment in time, because we lived kind of near Toys R Us. We lived like maybe a mile from a mall when I was between like 7 and 10 years old, maybe. It was a big deal going to Toys R Us. And for me, it was always Nintendo games. Like that was the big, like I remember the way the The games used to come in like a cardboard little box, shrink-wrapped. I don't know, just like the way that those... I mean, this is why people collect those games to this day, because there's just an interesting feel. It's like when you open a record. like When you have a a good piece of vinyl with all the packaging and everything, there was that experience. Now you buy a PlayStation... What am I on? Four? Yeah. You buy a PlayStation 4 game. They don't even include directions anymore, because that's too expensive. I'm spending $60 on a video game, and then I have to go on the internet to find out how to play. Separate point. Anyways, so my nostalgia for Toys R Us is like, oh, that's sad. They're going out of business, but also not a loyal customer. I thought, oh, it'd be kind of neat to go one last time. Why don't I give them a call? Because I saw the social media post on Friday. I saw the very sad Jeffrey photo. So I just assumed that I had a few more days. Let's see if this works. Thank
2: you for calling Toys R Us and Babies R Us up. Los Angeles, California. Sorry, the store is currently closed. Please call back during normal business hours. So that
1: gave me a little bit of hope. It was like, oh, it just closed because it's late. Okay, let's hit store hours.
2: The stool will open from until for store hours. Press one for store
1: What was that? So it's a weird British person, and then it didn't say any hours. So I guess like the, the computer is saying that they don't open anymore. But listen, listen to this.
3: The store will
1: open from until four store hours. Press one <laughs> for store location, So press two. I deduced from that and then going on the internet after to confirm that Toys R Us is officially done. We shop at Amazon now. I was having this conversation and then we were talking about Target. Well, like, Well, Target's still in business. Target had to become a grocery store to stay in business. I mean, I would assume every time I go to Target, there's a gang of people buying milk and meat. It's weird to buy meat from Target. Just th- for the record, I was going up and down the... They have, like, fresh food at Target now. There's, like, obviously all the frozen pizza stuff. But then there is, like, a like a deli. Like, don't buy meat at Target. You don't have to go to a crazy butchery. But I just don't think buying a T-bone right next to your laundry detergent is a good idea. Anyways, rest in peace, Toys R Us. I have an update on a past Savage of the Week. I don't know if this qualifies as being a Savage of the Week. I don't know if this should be the whole segment, but I do need to keep you posted on on bathroom etiquette and some people I've encountered that don't have good bathroom etiquette that are definitely savages. What
0: a fucking savage!
1: So we don't need to get into details. I try to keep the podcast, uh, I mean I curse too much, we've established that, but besides that, we don't have to get into the crazy bathroom humor, right? We're above that, we're adults. Let me just tell you a quick story. So on a previous episode, maybe you've listened to it, maybe not, I went on a rant about how grown men have never been taught bathroom etiquette. I blame their parents. Uh, This specific uh, person I was referencing loves taking conference calls in the bathroom. Whether they're at the urinal or the stall doing their business, they're still on an unmuted conference call, flushing and all sorts of noises happening. This is a broad statement that... uh, after having this conversation on the podcast, many people reached out and said th- they've also experienced this, men and women. So it isn't just a, a specific person. But hypothetically, if I was referring to a specific person, I have an update. So I was in the men's restroom, in a stall. I don't love doing that at work, but sometimes you have to. The it's a three stall bathroom. You know, uh, I was in the middle. There's a stall on the left of me, stall on the right. <laughs> Here I am stall in the middle with, ooh, that's terrible. So I hear the door open to the bathroom and some footsteps. And I just see two feet appear under the the door to the stall that I'm in, right? I can, you know, the the door doesn't go to the floor. So I can look under the door and there's two feet kind of facing. And I was like, oh, they're just going to try the stall, realize that someone's in here and, uh, and then go find a different stall or another bathroom, many other options. This person decided to take the option of standing in front of the stall and waiting for me to finish. Bro, what world are you people raised in that you're going to stand outside a stall while a man is in that stall? Look, there. okay, another rule I didn't talk about. When you leave the stall in the restroom, first off, I personally time it when there's no one else in the bathroom, Right. We don't have to have an awkward conversation and like, hey, 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 like none of that, right? If you can't do that, I understand people are busy, a lot of foot traffic in the restroom. You don't make eye contact. You just pretend. I don't care if that's your best friend. You just uh, and just keep walking. Okay. So not only is this guy violating the no eye contact rule, he's waiting for me to finish it up. And then and he's just going to open the door for me. I don't know. Sure enough, I open the door. And my eyes are at the ground. I know that that person is there. I don't want, we don't need to make any conversation. He takes one step back where there's barely enough room for me to walk past him to get out of the stall. He's got his laptop out and he's on a conference call. And he just brushes by me into the stall I was just in and shut the door and proceeded to carry on. I think there needs to be an app. There needs to be like an anonymous feedback app where I can give you feedback on stuff that you're doing in the real world that you shouldn't be doing, and you don't know it's for me, and I won't be an asshole about it, but just like, hey, bro, when you're in the bathroom, don't be on a conference call. Don't have your laptop out like you're going to watch a movie, and certainly don't wait in line outside of a stall. What a fucking savage! I have another Savage of the Week. We'll get to it in a second. What if I just switched the format of this podcast? And it was just bathroom etiquette. Supposedly, you're supposed to find a niche, right? You're supposed to like dig deep into one subject or story. And that's how your podcast grows. I got a lot going on in my brain, right? It's hard for me to... I'm trying to have like little features and stuff that we can look forward to and get used to. There's also just going to be me, me talking. And if you like it, cool. And if you don't, that's cool too. You know, there's lots of podcasts that are on specific things. I wonder if there's a bathroom etiquette podcast. Maybe that's my lane. Maybe I'm missing out on an untapped podcast market. I could take calls. People could call in and say, you'll never believe what this asshole did. And I'll go, of course, I will believe it because I've experienced the worst. There's a video I want to play for you. I understand that this is an audio-only podcast. For now, you know, I might get some cameras in here. Who knows? But for now, we're an audio-only format. There's a video that went up a few years ago that other podcasts have talked about it, but I don't know how well-known it is, so I feel like my duty is to to bring this to to the listenership of The Rick Savage Show. I'm Rick Savage. The video is when Garth Brooks joined Facebook. If you've seen this video before, you know how amazing it is, and you're not going to skip this section because you just want to hear the video again. If you've never seen it, well, get ready. Garth Brooks decided to join Facebook about 15 years late, by the way. This wasn't like... Right when Facebook launched, this was like three years ago, and I guess someone on his team, some uh, digital marketer, was like, "Hey man, you're the biggest artist ever. Why don't you at least get on Facebook? Since that's where all your fans are. We're not trying to, <laughs> not trying to launch a Garth Brooks Snapchat channel, but we can at least get on Facebook." So of course, the obvious request. I just, I know exactly how this went down. So was the label people or the management, I don't know. But they're having this conversation, and they're like, oh, man, we we're, Garth Brooks is going to start touring again. We're going to start doing music again. He really should be on Facebook. It's an older demo now. So, okay, let's at least get Garth. He's not going to tweet. Fine. Let's at least get him on Facebook. No problem. What should we do? Well, you know what? Garth isn't going to do anything crazy. Let's just have him record a little selfie video that's like, hey guys, I'm on Facebook now. Thought it'd be fun. Let's you know, leave comments and I'm going to post stuff here and, uh, and watch out for me on tour, right? So as long as you're not a robot, you can record a selfie video for Facebook. Well, this was Garth Brooks' selfie video.
4: Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. I really wasn't sure about this at the start. But then a friend of mine said something that just made all kinds of sense. She said, Think of it more as a conversation. <laughs> I like that. But I'm already finding out on my own is that it's wiping the walls out between you and me. And I really like that. It allows us into each other's worlds, or I guess in my case, the hotel room. When I think about things I want to post, I want to post cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff. But most of the stuff I'm going to post is going to be raw stuff like this. Because it's just who I am. So if this is truly a conversation, then I say let the conversation begin.
1: I mean, <laughs> I wanted to stop it so many times and talk about each individual line. But again, if you've never heard that before, I wanted you to hear it. You could probably hear my giggles in the background because it's insane. Oh, man. It's
4: official. We're now on Facebook. I really wasn't sure about this at the start. But then a friend of mine said something that just made all kinds of sense. She said, think of it more as a conversation.
1: Who is that friend? Who is the friend that was explaining Facebook to Garth Brooks and said it's like a conversation? It was a 23-year-old digital marketer, for sure.
4: I like that. (laughs) But I'm already finding out on my own. So it's wiping the walls out between you and me. And I really like that.
1: Why does he talk? I really like that. He like draws. I really like that. Isn't that a thing? That's like a vocal tick, right? When the Kardashians do it and they have the weird like, eh. Is that is that the Garth Brooks version of talking like a Kardashian?
4: Finding out on my own. So it's wiping the walls out between you and me. And I really like that. (laughs) It allows us into each other's worlds. Or I, I guess in my case, the hotel room.
1: What you can't see right there is when he kind of, he's so proud of himself. When he says, or in my case, a hotel room, he pans the phone over and you can see like a desk lamp and it actually looks like a really shitty hotel, which makes me like Garth Brooks even more. It's not a palatial presidential suite. Um, It looks like he's in a Holiday Inn Express, free Wi-Fi, free continental breakfast. I can't blame him.
4: When I think about things I want to post, I want to post cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff but most of the stuff I'm going to post is going to be raw stuff like this. This is just who I am. It's just who I am.
1: Yeah, what I think of Garth Brooks, I think of raw. I think of just chilling in a Holiday Inn Express and just so real, just such a man of the people.
4: So if this is truly a conversation, then I say let the conversation begin.
1: And you know that was his first and last post ever. He nev- There's no way he ever did another selfie video like that. Just as soon as this is done... Go to YouTube and just type in Garth Brooks' Facebook video. Watch the video once a month at least. Maybe like once every two weeks. It's going to bring joy to your life that you've never experienced before. All right, we got a lot going on on the show today. Uh, so let's get into the Savage of the Week. Then we'll introduce a new segment I'm very excited about. But of course we have to have a Savage of the Week.
0: What a fucking savage! I'm a savage! I'm a savage! savage
2: Savage, why you got a car garage you only got
1: Savage of the week goes to someone I've uh, been a kind of a fan for twenty years, but Stuttering John, uh, formerly of the Howard Stern radio show, years and years ago, he was kind of like the sidekick prank guy he'd go out on the red carpets and ask celebrities embarrassing questions and then Jay Leno hired him to be the announcer which is funny because he stutters but also funny because Jay Leno just ripped off so many of Howard Stern's ideas he finally was just like I'll just hire the guy that makes Howard funny so he did that for a while that didn't work out obviously and then he just kind of exists now right he uh, I think he tried to run for governor once or something he's got a podcast he does stand-up Evidently, a prank call of his just surfaced on his podcast where he got a hold of Donald Trump, how a podcaster tricked Trump into calling him from Air Force One, a podcast host and comedian called Stuttering John (laughs) got Trump on the phone thinking he was Senator Bob Menendez. That's that's a that's a little bit of a security concern, right? If you could get through on Air Force One to someone and it's a prank call, that's not ideal. But let's hear let's hear a little bit of it.
0: Sir, your call is connected. Hi, Bob. Hey, how are you? How are you? Congratulations on everything. We're proud of you. That's really Congratulations. him. Congratulations, great job. Thank you so much. And you know, I'm sorry to bother you, Mr. President, but obviously my constituents are giving me a lot of bees about this immigration thing. I know that you did something really noble, like you know, by trying to you know get the kids back with their families. But I have to answer to them. What can I tell them that you're going to do in you know, moving forward? Bob, let me, let me just tell you, I want to be able to take care of the situation every bit as much as anybody else at the top level. I'd like to do the larger solution rather than the smaller solution. You know, we do them. They're doing them step by step. I think we could do the whole thing. You know, I have a good relationship <laughs> with the party. You that have a good so relationship bad. with the party. And I think we could do a real immigration bill. I am mean, Hispanic, so I have, to, you know, I have 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 to look good to my, you know, I have to look good to my people as well. You understand? I agree. I agree. All right. Well, please, you know, you know, keep me informed and good uh, you know, luck on your trip. And thank you so much for taking my call. You take care. I will speak to you soon, Bob. Take care of yourself. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Mr. President. Thank you, Bob. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Bob, I'm going
1: Holy shit. Holy shit is right. The Stuttering John of old would not have gone that whole time and asked some serious questions. I don't know how he didn't throw in a Baba Booey. I guess he's not a Howard Stern guy anymore. But something like ask a question about Stormy Daniels really put him on the spot if you're right. I think he probably just never expected to get through. So that's a quick one. Way to go, Stuttering John.
0: What a fucking savage!
1: All right, it's time for a new segment, but I want to set it up before we get there. I'm 38 years old. I used to skateboard when I was a little kid. Not well. I could ho- ollie a little bit. A, a big thing was I remember our our driveway had kind of a little hill and at the very bottom of the driveway where it would hit the uh street, we would build little ramps, you know, and put little two-by's and a little piece of plywood and jump it. By the way, there's you couldn't pay me enough to do that right now, but at 9 years old, no fear, I was just flying off this thing. So ever since then, I've had a fondness for skateboarding, but I've never been good. So that's got me into watching, you know, a lot of skate videos online and following skateboarding Instagram accounts. And, you know, they're exciting and inspiring a little bit. And it's a little, maybe a little nostalgia of like, oh, I wish I would have tried harder when I was a kid because these skateboard kids are awesome. So I want to play two quick clips um, to set the stage for, for our new segment. One is Jerry Seinfeld talking to Chris Rock, about skateboarding in an episode of Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee and it just it just sums up skateboarding perfectly. I love it.
3: I'll tell you one of the great um, activities is skateboarding. Mm. To learn to do a skateboard trick. How many times do you gotta get something wrong until you get it right? And
0: you keep falling and you hurt
4: yourself. And you
1: hurt yourself and you learn to do that trick now you got a life lesson. Whenever I see those skateboard
2: kids I think those kids will be
1: alright. Yes. So I love that Seinfeld just like gets it when it comes to skateboarding. The other clip is like six minutes long, but I'll just play a little, a little short clip of it. It's this kid named Christian Flores. It's on the Ride channel on YouTube, which was Tony Hawk's YouTube channel. It's got like a million and a half views. It's this video of him trying to land this trick for two years, and he thinks he tried it 2,000 times. And this trick is a laser flip, which I'm not really sure exactly what that is, but he wants to do it over a, a triple set, right, which is like a staircase. Picture in your mind like a cement flat piece of ground that like leads up to cement steps going down and there's like maybe three or four steps and then some flat concrete and then three or four steps and some flat concrete and then three or four steps and then the rest of the concrete and what you're going to hear is you're going to hear the skateboard hitting the ground and every time you hear that just picture him falling off the skateboard and rolling on concrete pretty violently at times like smacking his head on the ground, like his whole back is all cut up from just sliding across concrete. And he just does this over and over and over. And it's one of my favorite skate clips because it's not, I mean, it's obviously something you or I could never do, but it's not like the hardest trick ever in the world. It's just for him, he had this goal and he spent two years trying to land this trick. And it wasn't just like, oh, I couldn't land it. It's like, physical pain every single time he missed. So check out just a little clip of this Christian Flores.
2: This is pretty much a story of me dying for the past two years trying to film something. I didn't think that it would be like literally the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my skateboarding life. Like ever. I like I went to the hospital twice, I think. I like cracked my rib like doing it. And I hit my head. I am Almost positive, I've tried it over 2,000 times. I don't know if that's like a bad thing or like something to be proud of, but. I don't think it matters how much you try something. I think it only matters how hard you went for it. And even if you didn't do it, but you'd still like tried your heart out, that's still amazing that you had the determination to try it. The last time I went, I was really hungry. So I ate McDonald's and a coffee before I started trying it. And that was like a pretty bad idea and I started to puke a little bit like in my mouth and I could feel it and I was like, God, I was like, I shouldn't eat McDonald's. But I was like, I'm not gonna stop, like I'm just gonna keep going. And so like, I go back to the top of the runway and uh, I puked over the handrail. And right when I puked, I was like, all right, I'm doing it right now. Like I just puked, it's happening. And then I ran as fast as I could and right when I flipped it, I remember thinking like, oh my God, Here comes and like when I landed it, it's like I blacked out for a second, and all of a sudden like there was like a car in front of me. I was like, oh my god, I'm rolling away. It was just like two years of killing myself trying to land something, just came to an end, and I was just like so happy. Like oh my god, yes! I don't have to try it anymore. I did it. Like it's over.
0: Yes! Yes! Yeah, Christian! Yes! Yes! Yes. Yes.
1: And I love at the end there, his friends, like, run up and grab him and hug him, and they, like, spin around. They're all so excited. He, like, throws his skateboard up in the air. His phone flies out of his pocket and breaks because after two years, he's just, like, ecstatic that he actually landed this trick. So, long story short, I just love watching skate videos. And all that leads up to a new segment called
2: Dumb Questions, Smart Answers.
1: So I had this idea to create a segment called Dumb Questions, Smart Answers, where it's kind of a safe space, right? I can ask questions to people and learn about something that maybe I should know more about or get advice or whatever. And, you know, they won't make fun of me, hopefully. (laughs) And initially I thought it was like more of a political thing and more like serious topics. And maybe that's where it'll go. But for the first one, I wanted to do something fun. So my love of skate videos, like the clips I played before, but also like being maybe too old to start skating again or wanting to, but being scared. I was like, I should just ask a legit skater, like when is it too old should i be embarrassed like whatever so like oh who should i who should i talk to dude andy roy if you're not familiar with andy roy like go watch clips on youtube just type in andy roy and he's done a bunch of stuff with vice and you might have seen him on king of the road and just like super legit dude and also uh like i love his style of skate like he's the most punk rock type of skater When you watch him skate, like the way he like slams the board down and like everything is like super intense and super powerful. It's just awesome. He's just like a rad skater and he's been through some shit and he's had some tough times, whatever. But also like I learned from watching on these vice clips, like he does these skate camps with kids and kids love him because he's so animated and fun and like super positive and super encouraging. And I was like, oh, this is the dude I should ask if uh, if I'm too old to skateboard. Let's see what Andy Roy thinks. So I'm super honored and I'm so stoked that uh, my first guest, really, and first feature of Dumb Questions, Smart Answers is with the legendary Andy Roy.
3: What's up, man?
1: So, like, we'll just get to it. The question is, I'm 38. How old is too old to start skateboarding?
3: It's never too old to start skating at all. It don't matter how old you are. Young, old, don't matter. Dude, I had this friend, Bio Bob. He didn't start skating until like he was in his like late 20s or 30s, like like his early 30s, and he ripped. Dude, it don't matter. If you could just do grinds. You don't have to be all gnarly. But, dude, you could skate at any time, man. It don't matter how old you are. I'd just be stoked to see anyone a past their 50 or whatever just rolling around getting some. Just cruising. Hey, man, that's much respect. but I'm down for it. I am down for it.
1: Yeah, man, I just always regret not just, like, trying harder as a kid. And now I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to look like a poser or something, you know, if I, like, start skating now.
3: Hey, man, hey, there are regrets, but you know what? You can go out there and get some right now. You know what I mean? Like, it's never too late. You know, like, dude, you get on those wheels and they start rolling, dude, you have a blast. So, dude, it's never too late. I don't matter how old you are, and don't regret it, dude. You're on your board now, and you're having fun. As long as you got that smile on your face, that's all that fucking counts. What's in your heart and how you feel. And if it makes you happy just pushing around, then go get some. Hey, we're all in this together. Skateboarders have to stick together. Man, I'm on the Rick Savage show. All right. Maybe I could uh, come back and do like a longer uh, interview or something. Bow, bow, bow. Uh, Get it, get it, get it. Check.
1: (laughs) Dude, I love Andy Roy. How gnarly is his voice too? Oh, dude, I think I'm going to save some of those clips and just drop them in the podcast randomly. He's also got a GoFundMe right now trying to fix his teeth. So um, if you look on my socials, if you just search like Andy Roy GoFundMe, if you want to throw him a couple bucks, super good dude, trying to like put out positivity, and I, I'm always down for that. All right, so that's the, uh, the first-ever edition of Dumb Questions, Smart Answers. Dumb
4: Questions, Smart Answers.
1: Not a weekly feature. We'll just do it from time to time. When it makes sense, when we get to talk to someone cool, learn something new, now I feel inspired, and I'm going to go skate. But I need to leave you with a song of the day before we do that. In the vein of skateboarding, in the vein of punk rock, we'll just keep it going. We'll play some Lagwagon. It's one of those bands that, you know, I wasn't super into uh, in the mid-90s. And then uh, I got into them a little late because some friends that were a little older that had great taste in music were like, hey, you should really listen to Lagwagon. They're a really good band. So, okay, we'll end the podcast with a little bit of punk rock. Maybe you'll drive a little faster to work. It'd be cool if you left a review for the podcast. Please do it. Rate it five stars and say you'll like it. Okay, see you later. Have a great week. Bye-bye.
0: Some projects off your to-do list without having to do them yourself. Every day, over 8,000 homeowners turn to the Home Depot's Home Services to help install carpets, heating and cooling systems, sheds, nearly any home improvement project. Visit homedepotcom services and go from to-do to done with licensed local pros backed by the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. For license information, see HomeDepot.com/slash/license numbers.